everybody. Welcome back to The Limit Breakdown, where we break down the latest of TV, movies, and everything going on in entertainment. I'm your host, Biggs. I'm Sid. And today we're going to be doing our review of Ant-Man and the Wasp's Quantum Mania. And our uh, too-long-didn't-watch review of this movie is going to be... Uh, we'll start with some positives. It, uh, it had good character development for Ant-Man. Um, it was a good setup for Phase 5, and uh, Jonathan Majors was absolutely amazing as Kang. However, the Quantum Realm was a huge disappointment. The plot was very simplistic, um, and then it leaned too heavily into, like, forced humor, so... That's why we're gonna give this movie three hearts. Um, stay tuned after the intro uh, to get our deep dive into Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. Welcome back everybody to The Limit Breakdown. We are reviewing the Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania movie that just came out. So, Makes, why did you like this movie that exists in this world? <laughs> okay, look. Ugh. I don't think it's as bad as everybody said, says it was. Um, I've Obviously... Yeah, we, we have a little bit of a different op opinion on here. Call me Negative Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> well... Sydney. <laughs> um, no, uh, how can I explain this? Start um, from the top. Let's let's start from the top. Um, yeah, I, I I agree with with some of the criticisms. The plan, the plot was very very simple. Um, you don't have a whole lot of um, of conflict. You have the introduction of Ken. I think. Where this movie fails more than anything else is in marketing. Because, and, and let, me, let me explain this, let me explain this. If this movie was not called Ant-Man and the Wasp, but if it was instead called Kang the Conqueror, and you focused a little bit more on Kang, which is what everybody wanted to see, and just kind of have some sprinkles of Ant-Man in there, um, you I think you would have ended up with a much more... Uh, solid movie I, the best parts of this movie were the parts that involved jonathan majors and king i will agree jonathan um, majors did a great job um great acting and he portrayed to me what kang the conqueror would be um i really enjoyed the parts with him and michelle pfeiffer even some of the the backstory yeah, um, that they gave with her um there really wasn't a whole lot of the Wasp in this movie, even though she's one of the title she's characters. She's just there. She's one of the title characters, but it really wasn't much of Ant-Man and the Wasp. There was barely any Ant-Man in there. Like I said, it was mostly Kang, which, again, I don't mind that, but if you are if you are going to do an, a Kang movie, do a Kang movie. They should just call it Ant-Man versus Kang. Yeah, but, um, but at the same time... Um, I, I sort of see what they were going with. Um, I don't necessarily know how I feel about um, what they did with the quantum realm. Um, I mean, obviously, there it is a subspace. It is, you know, a, a, it's its own pocket universe within mm -hmm. itself, uh, within the comics. So that wasn't completely out, out of the question. 
pause. Okay. There's a plot hole in the movie. Okay. With what you just said. Okay. All right. So educate me. I'm not. I'm. I'm, I'm not. Well, as so first. this is this is from my understanding. So okay. Now, I'm not going off the comics. This is from MCU and within that one movie. Okay. Um. In in MCU, Scott Lang and um. Michelle Pfeiffer's character have both been stuck in the quantum realm. Okay. Right? Um, obviously, when... Uh, what's her actual name? Van Dyke. Uh, Janet Van Dyke. When mm-hmm. she was stuck, she went through the whole, you know... Van Dyne. Van Dyne. The whole thing that <laughs> she went through. When Scott was stuck, he was just in limbo. Right? Same thing when... In the movie, they explained that when Pym went into... Uh, when Subatomic, he's like... It was just nothingness. Where did all of this come from? And she's like... And she doesn't explain it. She's like, oh, well, this happened, and then Kang took over and then created the universe. If both Scott and him were in the subatomic level, uh, in the quantum realm, and didn't see any of this, and other Marvel characters, including my Iron Man, who is very smart, has been in the quantum realm for their time-traveling purposes... And they also didn't see this. Where did quantum people come from? I don't see that as a plot hole. Uh, okay, no, no, no. They, let he me, said, let me, he, he let literally me, said, let, he's like, this didn't exist last time I was here. Where did all this come from? Okay, let me explain. Right? <laughs> it's, it's a simple, it, let me explain. There's a very simple explanation for this. No. <laughs> no, actually, um, it, it could there it could be just as simple as as um, they didn't go small enough. You know? The the very first time that uh, that uh, that Ant Man went subatomic, like he went to a certain level and he stopped. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until the second movie that they had to get more technology to be able to go deeper. Subatomic, yeah. Yeah. Deeper into into the, you know, Go plus ultra, I guess, into the quantum realm. <laughs> um, so it, it's possible. Uh, I think that you know all of this stuff has has been there, um, just that you know they they hadn't gone as far. Uh, Hank and um, and uh, Scott hadn't gone as far as uh, as they had this uh, this particular time around. So I didn't necessarily see that as a plot hole. Um, Fair enough. But uh, no, I did enjoy. The subatomic people, especially yeah, the holy one. <laughs> that was pretty funny. How many holes do you have? <laughs> I swear to God, when they said he has seven holes, I kid you not, the entire theater was like. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I did this. <laughs> Everyone's like, "Where are the other two holes?" <laughs> that was a funny scene. I'll give you that one. Um. Yeah. No. And then. Uh... No, but uh, I thought um, I thought uh, oh god, Scott Lang, not Kang. Scott Lang, Kang, Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh god, why is his name escaping me? He was in Zombieland. Woody Harrelson. Uh, the old, the other comedian. Groundhog's Day, Ghostbusters. Oh. Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Bill ah, Murray. See, oh my God! I, I'm so sorry, Mr. Murray. If you ever see this, I apologize. <laughs> I, I love your work. <laughs> but no, uh, Bill Murray's 
unnecessary cameo. I thought it was hilarious. So Marvel has done this thing with the ad random uh, like A-list celebrities in their movies, like Sylvester Stallone in the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. You remember that one? Like yeah. randomly he's in there. Uh, so I'm I'm cool with with Marvel adding random. Characters. Well, I it was just. It was one of those situations with the forced humor that I was talking about before, because it's like when they do the whole thing where they're kind Sorry. of like, Bill Murray's kind of like insinuating that him and, and Janet like got, yeah, it, got on it on yeah. while they were there. And she's like, I had knees. I was like, subatomic <laughs> <laughs> <like>, level. <laughs> I mean, even in what happens in the quantum realm oh stays yeah. in the quantum realm. No, but um, yeah, I mean the seven hole thing, holes thing was. Um, let's talk about Modoc. <laughs> I thought Modoc was awesome when he had his mask on. <laughs> and then as soon as he took his mask off, he went from yeah to <sighs> I enjoy Modoc. Um, as a character in the comics and the animated series and all that. I think he's a great villain. They butchered him. I, I I I thought it was an interesting premise. Like they literally took the concept of him shrinking into himself as an explanation as to why he's a floating head with little arms. Yeah. So I, that was that was interesting. And then Modoc is kind of a comedic character. At yeah. Times. I did not want to see his naked butt. Oh uh, yeah, I could have lived without that. I could have lived without that. Um. Although I absolutely died laughing at the end when he's like dying afterwards and he's like, at least I died as an Avenger. And then they're like, uh, yeah. Sure. I, I don't know. I, they butchered Modoc so bad. It, they should have just left his face on the whole time. Or if they were going to take it off, not make him look so. Um, I. Very disappointing in Modoc. Very, very disappointing in Modoc. They made him look cool and everything, but that was kind of dumb. Yeah. Um, so. Cassie Lang was interesting. Uh, I actually did like her character. Now, she was annoying at first. She yeah. was very annoying at first, but it's one of those, she was annoying, but it makes sense, right? So she's like, oh, she was, she was, she was going to jail a few times. She's doing these bad things, but she's like, but I'm trying to help people. Yeah, I mean, she was kind of following in her dad's footsteps. Like, yeah. Kind of like the the noble criminal, if you will. Good intentions, bad actions. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I, I, um, I actually thought that she did a pretty good job, and the character made sense. Uh, Catherine Newton was... Although, is, is everybody all of a sudden gaining, like, Tony-level type intelligence? Because, like, she made a... Uh, uh, quantum signal. A quantum signal amplifier uh, in, in, the in the basement. Just, like, not even a box of scraps. <laughs> yeah, I found that weird. Uh, I don't remember in the previous movies if they had shown that she has a knack for like science or mm-hmm. mathematics. I, I, I don't remember. I'm not saying no. I, I mean, look, it, it, it's canonical that Scott Lang is kind of a pretty smart guy. Yeah, well, not in not not movies. I mean not Hank Pym yeah. levels, but he's not. You know, he's not. Yeah. I mean, he he does have like a several degrees and he's like some type of high level hacker so yeah. like there's there's obviously some intelligence in there but I, I thought that that was a little a little bit of a reach for them to be like oh yeah she I mean but then again <laughs> Hank did help her yeah so like you know they said that she made it but you know it could have very well been 
Hank was doing most of the heavy lifting, so... Fair. Uh, I thought that... Her suit looked bit awesome, by the way. Yeah, her suit. No, her I actually suit. really enjoyed her suit. Her suit was pretty cool, and I did enjoy her fight with Modoc. Yeah. Um, the, la- the last... Um, the, the climatic uh, fight sequence I thought was really cool. Gotcha. We'll come back to that. Let's go through the other ones. <laughs> um, so the plot of the story... Um, I'll just I'll just do a quick overtake. Um, they they Cassie Lang builds a signal to some a subatomic level. Um, Janet is like, no, shut it down. You you know, we don't want to talk. We don't talk about Bruno. Um, they get sucked in. It turn the machine turns on. They get sucked in. Um, you know, they find out Janet has been like a freedom fighter for for when she was down here. Um, and people are afraid because Kang has took over and he has a secondhand man who's Modok. And Kang basically wants to get out um, with the help of Janet, who destroyed his uh, orb mm-hmm. uh, that powers his machine. And now they're, and now Scott's like, with obviously Cassie being like, we have to help these people. And he's like, it's not our fight. She's like, but you're an Avenger. He's like, so what you were saying, you know, his yeah, character yeah. building. And basically, at the end of it, they're like, we have to defeat Kang. He can't get out. Yeah. <clears throat> That's going to be our hero thing for today. Even though, in real time, the whole movie took place over like five minutes. Yeah, probably. Because you know, it's subatomic level time. Um, Kang's motive was just to get out so that he can destroy other universes so they don't collapse the timeline. So so here's... here's um, here we're gonna get a little bit into theory crafting. Okay. Um, so we're gonna put our tinfoil hats on. Um, but I think that that Kang is. Well, I mean, obviously they all are, but um, but Kang eventually becomes he who remains, the one who was at the end of um, of season one Loki. I have a different theory, but okay. I'll, I'll, I'll let you run with this, and I'll tell you my theory. The, the reason the reason I say this is there's there's a part where when uh, when he who remains is talking to Loki and mm-hmm. um, and uh, his, the female Loki, I forget her, her name. Cipher Siffy Sif. I don't know. Anyway. Oh wait, that's that's the lady Sif. Sophie. So, I don't know. Something like that. We're bad at this. <laughs> and anyway, female Loki. Anyway, when he's talking to them at the uh, at the Citadel at the end of time, where he goes, I've gone by many many names. Yeah. And he Sylvie. goes, Sylvia. He goes, some call me a conqueror. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, I thought it was very interesting. Uh, skipping ahead to the post credit scene where you have the Council of yep, Kings, yep, yep. where they're like, like they they were so scared of this particular king that they they exiled him mm-hmm. into the quantum realm. Yep. So I think um, I think that uh, that he is the one who basically has the vision for the um, the sacred timeline, mm-hmm. and that's what he's trying to accomplish. Is yeah. that he he wants to get out to basically one get revenge on on the ones that that exiled him, but two to basically take control of the sacred timeline and make mm-hmm. it his vision. Yeah. I agree with that part. I don't think he becomes He Who Remains. Mm-hmm. I think that's a different Kang. I think He Who because in in the post credit scene there is when they, all the visions are, are Kangs are popping up. You see one that looks like 
he who remains. Mm -hmm. I think this is a different version, right? This Kang, the exiled one, is the one that truly wants to basically do the Thanos thing. You know, yeah, watch the world. And I don't think he wants to watch the world. I think he truly does want to create one timeline and mm -hmm. splits it, but he's like, I'm going to destroy all the timelines. Mm -hmm. um, that's why they destroyed the exiled them because I think the other ones maybe just want to conquer. I don't know. Whatever their plot is. And I think they're all different versions, right? Yeah. Oh, they're all different versions. But I think He Who Remains is just another version. Yeah. Um, because in the post credit scene, there was Ramatut, mm -hmm. um, there was Scarlet Centurion, um, and, and there was Immortus. Immortus, which is a, the three main yeah. Kangs. Um, and I think now that that one is gone, they're going to be like, all right, we're going to pool our resources together. I don't, I don't think he's dead. I don't think he's dead either. I think he's going to come back at some point. Yeah. But it's going to be way down the line. Yeah. Because even Scott himself was like, I don't know if he died. Yeah. Right? Because he basically used the uh, pin particles to expand and contract at the same time. Yeah. On the machine and him. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's dead either. Yeah. Um, so. And I, I really enjoy, like, it would be very disappointing for them to have spent as much time as they did with this version of Kang mm -hmm. for them to kill him off and then just be like, oh, this is going to be another version. Yeah, yeah. 100%. I, so. I definitely think so. And, and like I said, and Scott Lang specifically had a whole five-minute conversation. He's like, mm -hmm. I don't know if he's dead. Yeah. Bringing that into your mind, you know, not letting the audience decide. They blatantly yeah. said it, we don't know. So he's definitely coming back. Well, um, and I mean, they said Kang will be back. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah. Uh, yeah. The the post credit scene with all of the kings on all of the king variants, which um, the fact that they went right into that mm -hmm. um, was the dynasty was, of Kang. Yeah. Oh, so, Kang dynasty. Sorry. Yeah. So it's it's gonna be interesting to see um, if it because because uh, there there's also another theory of that the villains are going to be the Kang dynasty, all the, the different evil variants of Kang, and this version of Kang is actually like he wasn't lying like he was like I'm actually the only one that can stop them yeah I, I don't I think he was a truthful Kang because uh, if you notice in the movie mm -hmm. when him and Janet build the machine mm -hmm. finally and he promised her he's like I will take you back to your home and she touches his um, or his um, mm -hmm. contraption sees the vision and he, and he I think he genuinely was like I promised you I will take you back to your home. Your timeline would not be touched. I think he's a man of his word, yeah. right? And I think he was right that he's the one to be afraid of because he just wants to kill all of them. And that was another thing that I found interesting too because I don't know if she understood what she was seeing mm -hmm. when she touched that because she yeah. saw Kang murdering and destroying. Yep. But what if what she was seeing wasn't her version of Kang, but another Kang. Different. Yeah, good point. It could be it could be a different version of Kang. Because so she's connected to his mind. Yeah. And if he knows there's the other ones... Yeah. yeah. So th that, that, that I, I thought was kind yeah. of interesting. Now, the one thing I didn't like about Kang... So, as I said, he's a man of his word. Mm -hmm. However, at the end of the movie, he's he, when he goes to Scott, he's like, look, you get me what I want, and I will let your daughter go. Right? Yeah. He gets him what he wants, and he's like, your daughter will be fine without you. That ruins the whole character of yeah. Kang. The whole time he's like, 
yeah, I'm going to do it. He, he's very honest the whole time. Even yeah. when they're in the cell, he's like, I will do what I'm saying. Yeah. He's like, either you help me or you don't. I am a man of my word. Yeah. And at the end, he's not. Another thing I didn't like. Had they just done that part, maybe he could have manipulated them in some way. Cool, whatever. Mm-hmm. But straight up, nah. And then even Scott was like, we had a deal. So clearly, yeah. he's not a man of his word. So now it goes back to what I just said. Was he actually going to save Jenna's timeline? Yeah. If he's not a man of his word. Yeah. <clears throat> that's that's a very interesting point. Uh-huh. Um, see, I, I interpreted that a little bit differently because I thought I saw it as him not necessarily going back on his word, but him seeing that uh, that Scott didn't have didn't really have the intention of handing it over. So because because Scott didn't really upheld his end of the deal. I mean, like, he had yeah. it in his hand. He wasn't you know running away for so he just had it in his hand. Yeah. So uh, I guess it, it's, it's a maybe. blurred line. I suppose. Now finally, the Ant Man part of Ant Man at the very end, you see um, Hank Pym and he's like, yeah, this whole time been getting interferences in his little yeah. uh, ear, and he's like, well, the ants arrived here like centuries. <laughs> We did, and they've been building a colony for years, and now they can communicate. I was like, "What?" So back to what you were saying. Yeah. Everybody's Iron Man level, including yeah. the ants. Well, you know, wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. <clears throat> and the ants <laughs> just wreck the entire place. I do appreciate that. Unlike other purple villains. Kang was not afraid to get in the gutter and get dirty. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's just like, beep, 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 beep. You're gone. You're gone. That's pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, the ants came, wrecked everything. I w- and I had hoped, and I had hoped, I had hoped that Hank Pym uh, would have said the line, or something along the lines of, I'm Ant-Man. <laughs> like, or I am the real Ant-Man, or something along those lines. You know, like, that. that would have been ideal for me um ultimately i feel like this movie had a lot of potential um and the problem was it was too focused on setting up the building blocks for phase five Mm -hmm. and not so much telling a cohesive story um Commercially, it's doing it's doing well. Um, it opened up to the highest opening of any of the other Ant Man movies, um, so it's it's doing it's doing fine. Um, I believe it's already recouped its budget. It had a two hundred million dollar budget. It's it's uh, going on three hundred thirty worldwide box office. Nice. So um, you know, even though it hasn't gotten the warmest of receptions from uh, from critics and everything, it does have a does have a uh, generally positive user review. It's uh, entertaining. I'll give you that. It's en- it's entertaining to watch. Just a lot of things just didn't make sense to me. Yeah, I, I mean, like I said, I, I I feel like if they wanted to make a Kang movie, they should have just made a Kang movie. <laughs> um, and uh, although there were some elements that that I enjoyed, and, and then I think right now Marvel is falling into that situation where they're a victim of their own success. Yeah, I agree. Because, you know, it took them so many years to build up to, um, to all of this, uh, it took them so many years to build up to the end of, of, uh, of, um, 
the Infinity Saga, yeah. and then it was such a satisfying ending and such a great uh, a great way to bookend that. And then it's so hard to go from from yeah. from that to to slowly building back up again. And yeah. I think people are going into their minds with each new movie expecting. Uh, uh, an Avengers level movie in yeah. every movie and being disappointed when they're not getting it. Yeah, and I, I think, and I agree. Like I, I've been kind of a little upset with Marvel when it comes to, but I, I understand. I'm still gonna watch it. I think the uh, Kang Dynasty is gonna be the Infinity War uh, of this phase, mm-hmm. and then Secret War is gonna be hopefully. The the end game. Yeah. Hopefully. No. I don't know, but that's at least what I'm thinking. Alright, so um, give me your final thoughts, man. Final thoughts. It's an okay movie to watch. It's an important movie to watch to understand Kang finally, because now he has made his big entrance. That's about it. It was very disappointing. I was not happy with the Quantum Realm at all. It didn't make sense to me. There was a few plot holes that I still think are plot holes. Um, but I'm gonna leave it at that. Yeah. Um. My final thoughts. I I thought it was a I thought it was an enjoyable movie. Yeah. It it's it's not the best MCU movie by far. Um. You know. I would I say go rush to go go see it. Uh. You could probably wait to catch it on Disney Plus. Um. But if you're you know an MCU diehard, it does connect some pieces and it did leave me excited for Loki season two I will agree Loki so. season two I'm definitely excited for because they finally introduced Victor Timely who was the original Kang who went back he went back in time with his technology to conquer and then got kicked out and that's how he became Ramatut so alright well um, let us know if uh, you agree or disagree with our thoughts and everything and as always we'll catch you guys next time all right, so thanks for uh, tuning in, and as always, don't forget to uh, like, comment, and subscribe uh, to our channel. And please follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and podcasting services such as Apple Podcast and Spotify. Thanks a lot. Catch you next time.